This episode of the History Files is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com/historyfiles to start your free trial membership. Welcome to episode 40 of the History Files, the fifth of our bi-weekly and shorter installments, where we try, we try, to focus on one thing for about half the time of our usual episode. And as usual, we can't refrain from at least a quick mention of at least one other thing. So here is the one of those other things. We're recording this in January of 2016. What are we, in the fourth week of January? And right now, uh, if you're listening to this right now, in theaters we have The Revenant, which is a historical drama, thriller, suspense movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. And uh, it takes place in the early 19th century, first half of the 19th century. And it looks like if you look at the trailer, it's like, oh, these are some mountain men type guys and some terrible thing happens to somebody and somebody needs to get revenge. (laughs) Right. And it is not only is it it's not loosely based on a true story. It's pretty darn based on a true story. Right. Hugh Glass, who is one of the fellows um, hired by William Ashley to go up the Missouri River in was it 1823, was attacked by a grizzly bear and savagely mauled, and three men were left to stay with him while he either recovered or died. Oh, so the rest of the party went on doing whatever they right. were doing. The main part of the party, because they could, just couldn't stop there for, for one guy, so I uh, figured if they moved him, that would kill him for sure. So these three fellows were tasked with either burying him or nursing him back to life. Um, at the urging of one of the older fellows who was left there, mm, they did neither. What? They just sort of left him because oh. they figured, well, he's going to die, but we need to get going here, so <laughs> let's move on. Wow. The youngest of the three, who actually became one of the more famous of the mountain men, Jim Bridger, he was only 17 at the time. So, yeah, he was just a kid. So Glass, who amazingly survived uh, with, I believe it was only a uh, uh, his straight razor for a tool... Um, he managed to crawl and then eventually walk the several hundred miles back to civilization um, with revenge on his mind. And he tracked the other guys down. And basically, that's what this whole movie is about. And so did he really kill those guys? I don't think he actually had killed anybody. Um, I think he, the fellows were so remorseful. Uh, one of them had actually joined the army. <laughs> he tracked him down at this little army post out in the middle of nowhere. Surprise! Guess who's still alive? Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. And they were shocked and appalled at what they had done. And um, I don't think he actually killed them. Okay. Well, yeah, We since we haven't seen the movie, we have no idea how they portrayed in the movie. It, it, the trailer definitely makes it look like he's out for blood. So, Which, you know, one would certainly expect him. So, And, and that's exactly what Glass had intended. Mm. He fully intended to kill them. Uh, in revenge, but you yeah. know uh, things change when you get back. You know when you're f- fed and warm, <laughs> and things like that. Because yeah, because it's such a harrowing tale. I initially haven't been interested in seeing it, but we'll probably end up seeing it. You know when it comes out on DVD or excuse me, Blu-ray. We're so old, uh, eventually, and then you know we'll probably have to do a little commentary commentary on it. 
One thing that one of my friends who did see it, a good friend named uh, Jean in Montreal, said that um, he said that one of the things that really threw him off in the film was the fact that at least in one scene, DiCaprio fires two quick shots from a single shot muzzleloader. Whoops. That's not going to happen. So he said that just burst his bubble. That's the 1820s version of the Endless Magazine. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You got two shots. Oh, my God. Twice Uh, as many shots. No, not unless it's a double gun. Yeah, exactly. But um, but anyway, I, I... he said that you actually feel cold, so if you go to a chilly <laughs> theater, make sure you wear plenty of warm clothes because when they dunk DiCaprio in ice water several times in, in the snowy, icy oh, conditions, you that feel That makes my it. feet hurt. <laughs> yeah, so he was doing some serious, <clears throat> you know, what they call that, um, uh, the acting style. Oh, the, oh, method acting. Yeah, a lot of method acting there. He really was shivering. Wow, Okay. Well, if you're interested in finding out more about the opening of the American West and the kind of life led by people like Hugh Glass, you might like The Splendid Wayfaring, Jedediah Smith and the Ashley Henry Men, 1822 to 1831, by John G. Nyhart or Nehart. You can find it at audible.com, where listeners to the History Files can pick up a complimentary audiobook with a free 30-day trial. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash historyfiles to take advantage of this opportunity to try out their service. With over 180,000 titles to choose from across all genres, you're going to find something you love, whether history, fiction, historical fiction, or maybe one of many X-Files novels, which ties into today's topic, where science fiction meets science fact. Okay, we had a request from Thomas Kafjord, who contacted us via our badcatshows.com site, and he was curious about MKUltra. Uh, yes, MKUltra. It uh, definitely has some sinister feeling around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a sci-fi or military fiction fan, you've probably heard of the term, at least in passing, uh, referring to some obscure government, government psyops programs. And, of course, the question is, is it real or just some, you know, cool X-Files type hokum that has been invoked by writers to imply a vaguely shadowy government organization? Well, there's two things I want to mention before we actually dig into this. The first one is that um, the term conspiracy theory uh, was actually coined by none other than the CIA in the wake of the Kennedy assassination to pretty much uh, discourage people from digging too deeply into what was going on there. Uh, there's a lot of people who, and I think rightly so, seriously questioned the Warren Commission's findings. And uh, in order to discourage that, the CIA, CIA coined this term conspiracy theorist to basically make everybody who questioned the official dogma as some kind of nut. You make it sound like the government has something to hide. I know. It's terrible. I, I must... Well, I've got my tinfoil hat on here. Well, Actually, it's, it's wool cloth. But anyway, close <laughs> enough. But, you know, there's... Yeah, there are things that the government wants to hide. Uh, there's things... Everybody's got a skeleton in their closet, and we just, you know, we don't know what those are. So that's why people dig. The other thing is... In looking into MK Ultra, is it is a serious rabbit hole. 
and it gets wider and deeper every step you take. Uh, it opens up a whole new world of stuff that I had, you know, been aware of and looked into a little bit. But it's like, holy mackerel, if a quarter of this, if 10% of this stuff is true, yeah, uh, then, oh my God. Yeah, we've been poking at this for a couple of weeks now, and it's like, you know, we just have to stop. We just have to stop because yeah, stop. I want to keep my it's, sanity. It's going to become the MK Ultra show, and that's all we're ever going to talk about. Yeah, so we're not going to go there. Uh, on the other hand, we are going to at least delve in enough so that if it sparks your interest, you can delve into that, and <clears throat> yeah, you can go insane instead. <laughs> uh, get, you know, you're, and actually, it shouldn't be. I I, I think that's a huge misnomer. Maybe it's a CIA conspiracy theory thing uh, of the tinfoil hats. Tinfoil won't do anything against these rays. You need lead foil. Yeah. It really needs to be a lead foil hat. I know. People get it wrong. I mean, seriously, if you want to keep those alien mind rays out, tinfoil's not going to do squat. Doesn't do squat. You need lead. Uh, And of course, that's a horrible carcinogen Pro tip, people. Pro tip, yeah. Anyway, the origins... uh, Anyway, well, Project MKUltra... Uh, it's also been referred to as the CIA's mind control program. It's a coded name given to the illeg- this illegal series of experiments on human subjects that was done by the CIA starting in the early 1950s. It was officially sanctioned in 1953 and officially was ended in 1973. But was it? But was it? <laughs> Not only were there uh, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, and various forms of abuse part of the program, but also drugs like especially LSD and others. Some of the more nefarious experiments were carried out on people without their knowledge on both U.S. and Canadian citizens, various controversial acts which help generate questions about this program's legitimacy. Now, right after World War II, a lot of crazy things went down. And one of the government operations was, you probably heard of Operation Paperclip, where we recruited former Nazi scientists and brought them to the United States to to do research and other things. And under that, we had, or or after that, there was Project Chatter, Project Bluebird, and Project Artichoke, all these in 1951. All three of those, excuse me, were to study mind control, interrogation, behavior modification, et cetera, et cetera. uh, But our our Operation Paperclip, I want to also point out, is was also widely used to sneak out former German-slash-Nazi um, scientists who were heavily involved in Hitler's um, uh, rocket research. Mm-hmm. And that's why in the 1950s and 60s and 70s, our German scientists were developing rockets to deal with the Russians' German scientists because um, all of us had captured German scientists on our, uh, mm-hmm. on our payrolls. Anyway... Um, you know, and there lies probably the origin of the the classic 1950s, 60s, until this, you know, until fairly recently, the, the uh, TV and film trope of, you know, you've got your pet scientist in your, your thriller or in your science fiction film. They all have German accents. They all have bad German accents. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You know, the, the basically your <clears throat> Dr. Strangelove mm-hmm. type. Um so when MK Ultra was launched in 53, the goal was to develop mind-controlling drugs and techniques specifically for use against the Soviets and prompted, uh, it was prompted by the use of such techniques against prisoners of war in Korea. 
1964, the project was renamed MK Search, but Ultra is how it's most often referenced. Yeah. Now, there's a few things to keep in mind here. First, the ex- these experiments are not that far off from accepted practice in American psychiatric procedures. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're using toxic substances to alter, you know, your mental state and brain responses, as well as neurotransmitters and also hormone production. Um, there's anyway, there, there's there's a lot of stuff out here to, yeah. to dig in. And uh, it some of it seems wild and crazy, but a lot of it is like, oh, that's just a very rational step further from what is comp- not only accepted, but is you know, accepted in jurisprudence, right? Too, and it's and like like Gordon's already said. There's so much information out, you know, online and in books on this subject. It's hard to know how much of it's legitimate and how much of it's quackery and how much of it's just um, misdirection. But there's a lot of it, and even if a small percentage of this is true, it's very disturbing, and. And, you know, as we're going to mention later, it may still be going on. We don't know. We don't know. You know, that may be a cover story in itself, the fact that they ended the program. Exactly. Um, Some of the researchers have claimed that one of the goals for the program was to create the perfect, what you might call, Manchurian candidate. For example, uh, we'll talk about later, Sirhan Sirhan, the Mm -hmm. man who was accused and convicted of assassinating Robert F. Kennedy during his presidential uh, run in 1968. Uh, He had a lot of claims about the fact that he remembered nothing Mm -hmm. of that. And there were uh, other people who claimed that he had a handler with him at the time. Um, All kinds of interesting things. Yeah, and the Manchurian Candidate, if you don't know, that's the name of a novel and later a film about a government you know, mind-altered person who has made a plant to assassinate a political figure. Isn't that Frank Sinatra? Yeah, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Angela Lansbury plays his mother. I've, I've never seen it. It's Is it a Kubrick? I think it's a, I think it's Kubrick, yeah. I think yeah. it's a Stanley Kubrick film. Yeah, um, but it's, a lot it's, of interesting characters yeah. in there. And so that's where the term Manchurian candidate comes from. Yeah, uh, as I recall, the story is a fellow who had been captured during the Korean War, mm-hmm. POW with the Chinese, and had, had been literally brainwashed and set up to, you know, do these horrible things. Mm-hmm. So over the years, MK Ultra, although um, in, via its facade of various front companies to mask the CIA's involvement, conducted research at 80 institutions, including 44 colleges and universities, as well as hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. Even so, there appear to be some people at the top echelons of these institutions who, in fact, were aware that the CIA was really running the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, The mind control using drugs, um, uh, pardon me, mind control using torture and drugs, especially LSD, was a part of this. They had up to 6% of the CIA research budget in 1963 without any oversight or accounting. 53 I said 50, okay, pardon me, 53. It's estimated that around $10 million, which today would be about $87 million, adjusted for inflation, which goes to show how much inflation there's been, yeah. uh, had been was spent on this. Subjects were chosen for the experiments were generally people who could not fight back, such as mental patients, prisoners, addicts, and prostitutes. 
Uh, numerous other people were given LSD without consent, including CIA and military personnel, doctors and civilians. Uh, it was all in violation of the Nuremberg Code that the U.S. had agreed to follow after World War II. Many of these people were permanently disabled. Some died. Some committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, think about this the next time you're going to put total trust in any big government body. Oh, yeah. This wasn't some radical private organization or some, you know, James Bondian evil nemesis independent guy in the bottom of a volcano somewhere. This was our government condoning all of this. Well, yeah, and this is not just some, you know, um, some rogue elements of the CIA. This is 10% of their budget. <laughs> this is a fully sanctioned operation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's black, so other people didn't know what was going on, but still. Right, black op- ops, which would mean secret, very right. secret. But it still was official. It's very official. Um, also, there was what was called Operation Midnight Climax. What a hilarious yeah. thing. Um, which, from what I can tell, was primarily carried out in San Francisco, in which various prostitutes were hired to drug their customers, while CIA agents observed from the other side of a two-way mirror. Mm-hmm. One of the CIA participants in Operation Climax, a fellow named George H. White, stated that he involved himself, quote, because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, cheat, <laughs> lie, kill, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the All-Highest? Wow. Yeah, and that's in the United States. I mean, you know, you could say, well, we were doing this in Moscow, um, which is bad enough. But in San Francisco? Excuse me? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we have some skeletons in our closet. So there was an investigation into these matters in 1975, but it relied heavily on personal testimony because CIA Director Richard Helms had ordered all MKUltra files destroyed in 1973, which was illegal, by the way. Uh, in 1977, a FOIA, a Freedom of Information uh, request, discovered 20,000 cached documents, and in 2001, some of the surviving information was declassified. Notable participants, or at least claimed participants, include Ray Charles, Sammy Davis Jr., and Peter Lorre, all of whom had gone to the U.S. Department of Health Rehab Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. Hmm. Uh, this hospital seems to have been one where a lot of jazz musicians were also sent. They would be arrested on, you know, bogus or real drug charges. And, you know, assuming they were, um, you know, addicted, they'd be said, given a choice. Do you want to stay in and dry out in prison by yourself or you want to go to this rehab oh, place wow. and you get all the heroin you want? Uh, I'll take the heroin. Uh, so rather than actually being helped, these guys were being given what they cl- these guys claimed at the time was the very best heroin you could get. So anyway, wow. um, I mentioned Sirhan Sirhan earlier, uh, who was convicted of the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. And he has cl- either claimed or has been claimed for him by his lawyer that he was subject to CIA mind control in a program prior to his involvement with the assassination. Notably, there are several major holes in the official narrative which lend themselves to suggesting that Sirhan Sirhan was indeed somehow manipulated in some way. Sure, why not? Yeah, the thing like he was carrying a revolver and they found cartridges on the ground around Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John Kesey, 
I think I've got that right, who was the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, was involved in an experiment at Stanford University while a graduate student, as was Robert Hunter, who co-wrote a number of songs with Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead. So, reputable sources say that there's very little reason to believe that it does not continue today under some different name, and that the closing of the MK Ultra was pretty much a cover story. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. Well, you know, you don't close down something that's successful. Yeah. And <laughs> doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter how skeevy it is. <laughs> yeah. If it works, you're going to keep doing it. And I think it's silly to believe that guys that were doing this originally as black ops um, and doing all kinds of illegal things under it are going to do, are going to change their behavior just because of a couple of scraps of paper. Um, most people who are in that line of work don't really think that the rules pertain to them yeah so why should they why you know nobody's been nobody's been put in prison for it yeah and likely they won't so it it probably in some way or shape shape or form is still continuing today oh sure why not yeah um if you want to see some Reference to this in pop culture, of course, if you ever watch the X-Files or any shows like that or movies that deal with that kind of thing, you're going to hear people name drop MK Ultra and things like that. In a major way, a film that came out just a couple of years ago was The Men Who Stare at Goats. It's available to stream on Amazon Amazon right now uh, for pay, but and it's not on Netflix. But it's based on a book by John Ronson. And the book is actually uh, sort of a... You started it. No, it, I'm about most of the way through. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a very odd book, but then so is the movie. Yeah, it's it's definitely... <laughs> a, according to Ronson and other people, the film, the parts of the film that are deal with the flashbacks into the past are pretty much based on the book and pretty much... We based this on things that really happened. The names were changed. Right, and these are... Excuse me. These are things that actually weren't about mind-altering, but rather mind-control mm-hmm. of um, people controlling their own mind. Right. They were they were trying to, you know, raise, turn people into these super psi warriors, these these um, psychological warriors. And there's some really weird uh, uh, crystal-hugging stuff yeah. that goes on there, too. It was pretty wild. It was very, it's very hippy-dippy and... Um, yeah, having it's, it's just really soldiers chant um yes. instead of, you know, various mm. lewd chants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you can catch that. You can uh, We'll have it in the show notes. You can grab the book, too. It's kind of interesting. There's a, a little mini documentary that's included on the film if you get it on disc. You can find that online on YouTube and just watch that on its own. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. And it's a little mini documentary that talks about the realities of the First Earth Army and that whole program. And then John Ronson has a full-length documentary that I haven't watched all the way through yet, but it's also on YouTube. And, of course, like we've said before, if you're if you're interested in researching MKUltra, it's all over the place. If you just Google that, you're going to... You're going to end up going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a very extensive rabbit hole, too. And again, who knows how much of that is true? How much of this is disinformation? How much of this is the God's honest truth? Um, It's hard to to tell. You know, it's on the Internet. It has to be true. Uh, Well, maybe not. But that doesn't mean it's false either. So no matter what, it's really interesting. Fascinating stuff. One thing I also want to toss in. 
uh, that I'd forgotten to mention earlier when we're talking about Hugh Glass and The Revenant is another book you might check out. It's called A Majority of Scoundrels by Don Barry. And it's actually about the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. But um, fascinating. And he doesn't pull punches in that either. Fascinating story about uh, the early days of the American fur trade uh, moving into the Rocky Mountains in the, um, in the Louisiana Purchase. Okay. Well, there you go. So there we have it. Um, thanks for joining us yet again in our exciting episode here. And join us again next week for yet another episode. That'll be 41 of The History File. Bad cat. Meow.